0: All right, welcome to Coffee with Marcus and Mark. Today, it's just Mark. We're the number one stock market show on Spotify and one of the most popular market updates on YouTube. In this show, we talk about what's happening in the markets and how we are trading them. Today is Monday, January 22nd. The S&P continues its historic record run. The VIX higher on an update. Earnings in the spotlight this week. Archer Daniels Midland gets hammered, plus we'll look at our our oxy assignment, can we sell calls, and we'll take a look at a couple of WTF trades, win the fear trades, that worked out real nice over the last couple of days. As you can see, there's a lot to talk about, so let's go ahead and get started. If this is your first time here, my name is Mark Hodge. I'm head coach at Rockwell Trading, and you know what, let's get started right into the charts here let me go ahead and share the s p 500 and look at this what a friday let me go to a five minute chart here because the s p just took off on friday open higher and just kind of chopped around for a little bit the s p all-time record closing high was forty seven ninety six fifty six before friday and we started to rally in the afternoon and just took off from there. So a nice, nice day. Nice way to wrap up the week. The S&P finished 1.1% higher. And really, it all came from Friday's gain up 1.2%. New record close, 4839.82 for the index. Today, we actually opened higher and started to rally, pulling back just a little bit. Uh, still higher for the day, up 0.2%. The D- Dow also participating in Friday's gains, and we see here the Dow up 1.1% on Friday, adding to those gains today as well, up 0.4%. The Nasdaq also having a big run on Friday, up 1.7%, and adding another quarter percent today, at least for now. Uh, we see here that for the week, the Nasdaq was up 2.3%, not quite at records. The Dow. Uh, Flirting with 38,000 right now and for the week up 0.7%. But it was all about the S&P. And you know what? This week, it's still going to be about the S&P. If we go to PowerX Optimizer, uh, first, let's take a look at the economic calendar, see what's going on. We see that today, no major reports. Tomorrow, we have a Richmond Manufacturing Index at 7 Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern. And then we have some red flag reports just after the open on Wednesday. Flash manufacturing PMI and flash services BMI 15 minutes after markets open. So 645 Pacific, 945 Eastern. But then on Thursday, things pick up a little bit. We have advanced GDP and unemployment claims, also durable goods. But advanced GDP is going to be interesting. So an hour before markets open, 530 Pacific. 8.30 Eastern time, we get that advanced GDP number. And everybody is paying attention to interest rates, what the Fed will do. But uh, interest rates are going to be dependent on uh, the economy as well as inflation, right? The Fed knows that inflation has cooled. Now, traders want to know, can the Fed still manage their Uh, inflation fight. Will they keep rates higher longer? The economy appears to be strong. Advanced GDP could give us some insight there. New home sales also on Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific. On Friday is the big one for me, uh, at least when it comes to the economic calendar. We have core PCE price index, the Fed's favorite uh, inflation gauge. The expectation is that there will be an increase of 0.2%. We'll see if this is true. This comes out an hour before markets open at 5.30 Pacific, 8.30 Eastern Time. Now, let's go ahead and take a look at Fed Funds Futures because the delay in cutting rates uh, seems to, to be embraced by Wall Street, you could say now. For a long time, Fed Funds Futures were pointing to a cut in March. This seemed very optimistic and premature. Let's look at the probabilities here. Right now, traders are saying that at the January meeting, no way the Fed's gonna cut. That makes sense. At the March meeting for the longest time, probabilities showed a cut. Now this has shifted to 58% chance the Fed will keep rates the same, 40.5% there will be a cut. And now instead of March, traders are at least based on Fed Fund's futures, Uh, Traders are saying that the cut is likely to happen in May. Still a little bit mixed here. Will we stay the same? Will we cut a quarter point? Will we cut a half point? That's where the probabilities are. Uh, Yeah, that half point seems way optimistic. Even a quarter point at this point, I think, is a a little bit early. I think we're looking out to June uh, before that is to take place. But we'll have to see because the Fed is going to be basing their decision on data And there is a lot of data to digest between now and May and also June. But hey, on uh, Friday, PCE uh, is going to be something that the Fed will watch. So right now, May is the, the potential for a cut, at least based on Fed Fund's futures. Marcus and I think it will be a little further out, either June or July. We'll have to see what the Fed does and more importantly, what the data shows. So let's go back here. And you know, let's talk about just the well. Hey, let's let's first look at the earnings calendar because there were some earnings reports uh, this morning. So we had, or we actually after the bell, we'll see United Airlines. But this is a busy week for earnings tomorrow before the bell. Johnson and Johnson, Procter and Gamble, Verizon, General Electric, General Electric, 3M, Lockheed Martin, RTX netflix after the bell on wednesday we have at&t we have tesla after the bell ibm after the bell on thursday comcast union pacific we have visa intel after the bell american express before the bell on friday so a lot going on earnings wise let's take a quick look at some market movers here because macy's was on the move interesting enough macy's Higher, actually pulling back a little bit now. So up 1.8%, not as high as it was earlier. This comes after news that uh, Macy's rejected a $5.8 billion proposal from Arkhouse Management and Brigade Capital to take the retailer private. Private. So initially there was a bit of a rally on that information, but still higher for the day, pulling back a little bit. Gilead Sciences, though, uh, another one that is on the move GLD ah no this isn't the one i wanted to look at this is hold on hold up GILD i I was gonna say that doesn't look right i should have known that look at this 79 dollars a share down almost 10 percent after a disappointing drug study so on the move lower you know, is this an overreaction? It could be. It does look like there's some nice support around 74, 75, you know, somewhere between 74, 75-ish. Uh, but getting hammered here, not, you know, this is for me one that is hard to say is an overreaction because uh, this is where I'd have to take a, a closer look at the just, you know, how much this drug impacts GI, overall. So uh, didn't, you know, for me not, to take the time to digest all of that information. Uh, uh, not interested in selling puts on this one myself, although uh, a big reaction to the downside. Now, another mover today, ADM, Archer Daniels Midland. Here we see down 20%. This is huge. Now, this comes after, uh, here we see there are a couple of uh, analyst uh, cuts and here we see it's the biggest drop on monday after the chief financial financial officer the cfo been placed under administrative leave with an investigation into accounting practices so accounting irregularities is not what investors want to hear and we see that this is the potentially the worst Move, single day move for ADM, which has been pretty steady for years since Black Monday uh, in 1987, when it was down almost 20 percent. So ADM getting hammered here. Uh, interesting to see what the fallout is and if this continues. I'm not touching it, uh, but just a, a massive slide lower. And this is where, you know, how how much. Uh, do we know about what's you know what the details are beyond the headline and what will they uncover? We'll have to see. But investors punishing ADM for that news. Now, let's go ahead and look at some trades that we're in. And let's go back over to PowerX Optimizer. And let's uh, start with the wheel. So the wheel, if we take a look at what's going on here, CSIQ, both Marcus and I, have been assigned shares at 21. Uh, Today, pulling back a little bit after a super strong start. Uh, Part of this, I think, was based on SolarEdge announcing that they're laying off some of their workforce. And uh, that news, when there is cost-cutting measures, many times investors like the news. And today, CSIQ was up to 21.39, but has pulled back a little bit since. Still positive for the day, up 4% and uh, looking decent after the assignment at 21. So that brings our cost basis down. I haven't updated my trading log here yet, but this will bring our cost basis down nicely uh, between the 29, 30-ish range. And that's what we wanted to do with the rescue. So we are assigned more shares of CSQ and we will wait to sell calls. Now, NEE started the day with a with a kind of a quiet, decent start down a little bit, 0.6%. There is earnings for NEE in three days. We'll have to see what uh, the reaction is to earnings. But for Marcus and I, it's sitting tight holding those shares. UPS, Marcus was able to sell calls at the 160 strike. I think he got a buck and a quarter today. Real nice premium on, on this one. This got as high as 159.28, but has since pulled back a little bit. Up 0.6% right now, <clears throat> trading at 157.85. Oxy, both Marcus and I, assign shares at 57. So we are the proud owners of Oxy at 57. And uh, nice to, to see this one uh, give us enough premium to sell calls as well. Now, Marcus was old out because he was a little more interested in going with the 58 strike. For me, and my plan, I always like to go with the original assigned strike for the first week. So I sold calls at 57 and I got $0.30 cents here. <clears throat> Pardon me. I decided to trade this near the open. So uh, I'm sure there's a little more premium now, even though volatility has calmed down just a little bit. But I was able to get – actually, no. Uh, it's uh, trading at 5660 And, hey, we could look at the calculator. Why not? Let's look at the calculator calculator let's go ahead and go to oxy here and uh this information is not correct but the but this annualized is uh so it it doesn't have the number of shares i've traded and we're looking at different strikes but uh for what we want to do right now keep it quick and fast we could see that 52 percent annualized available at the 57 strike so if you go in the middle probably 44 cents. I got 30. So definitely more premium available now, but it was 37% annualized for me. I was happy to take that near the open, bring my break even down immediately. 58 is what Marcus was looking at. Right now we can't get 30% annualized. We would need 25 cents in order to do so. Right now 17 by 18. So not enough there, but some real nice premium at the 57. Now Let's have some fun with WTF, the win the fear strategy, because we had a bunch of signals last week. And although we have no new signals today, we still have some signals open. Uh, We could take a look at the open signals first and Bank of America still open a real nice rally today pulling away from session highs. But uh, this one working out nicely. Long at 3,172. Right now, it's trading at 3,257. Nice little four, five-day trade. Might get a signal to close at the open tomorrow. CVS, out of the ones we've taken recently, this is the one that hasn't quite worked out, and that's okay. Uh, We know that they're not all going to be winners, although there have been a ton of winners recently with WTF. This one, long at 7,665. Uh pull them back. Although on Friday we were entitled to the dividend. So this is payable on February first. We get that sixty six and a half cents per share. So a nice little bonus, and it's nice to see today we're trading above Thursday's close. So basically discounting that drop on the ex dividend date, and now it's seventy three ninety six. So uh, still on this one, no exit yet, down a little bit from our entry price, but we also have to factor in that dividend that we will get paid. Morgan Stanley, also nice little rally today. We'll see if we have an exit to close tomorrow. Uh, Entry 84.85, 86.07 is where Morgan Stanley trades right now. Schwab, another entry recently. This one, just a beautiful entry on an overreaction to earnings. So we got in near the open, 60.93. Right now it's trading at 63.43. No exit, yes, for Schwab. Yet for Schwab, but we did have a few exits. EMR, just a beautiful two-three th- uh, day trade, two days trade full. Hey, we're in the trade for two full days. Exit on day three. Let's put it that way. Ninety-two, ninety-one, the entry, and today uh, it opened up at ninety-five, ten, and that's where I got out of this one. So entry ninety-two, ninety-one quick trade, making a couple bucks on this one, working out nicely. USB, another signal to close today. So this one getting in at 41.35, it opened up at 42.10 and I got out at 42.14. So a little bit better than the open. Nice win for just a a couple of days here. And then we have Wells Fargo. So Wells Fargo, uh, just a, a beautiful, wtf signal getting the entry on january 16th uh the open at 46.77 it dipped a little bit for two days and then a huge day on friday today even opening higher so the open of the session 48.23 and that's where i got out of this trade so closing emr usb wfc for winners we still have four open all of these, I believe, are winners except for CVS right now. So things are looking pretty good with the win the fear strategy, identifying opportunities when there is an oversold environment and expecting that we will revert to the mean and get a nice little pop for a couple of days. These last trades exactly what we would expect from the strategy and nice to have some participation in the market. So we'll... uh We'll see what happens tomorrow. I I do think we're going to get a couple of exits on these, so we'll need to keep an eye on those. Uh, Today, nothing really new on the wheels side. Uh, Oxy, I think, is still a good consideration. You could go with the lower strike, even go with the 56 if you wanted. Right now, it's trading at 56.61. Marcus and I assigned it 57. MRO was another one that popped up if you were interested in it. This one, the strike's a little tight at 22 when it's trading at 22.29. Uh, EOG Resources, one that's you know all in the, the same sector there. This one, the 108.50 strike popped up. 110.04 is where it's trading. I, I still like the Oxy uh, is my favorite out of the group, and that's why I traded it. Right now, I don't want to trade something highly correlated. But with a few reports on the calendar, but more importantly, some big earnings. Um, you know, potentially some earnings plays this week if there's an overreaction to some news could set us up for some nice trading opportunities this week. So, right now, Marcus and I, we still have a slot open and we will see what the week brings us. If you like this video, please give it a thumbs up. If you're new to the channel, please subscribe so you get notified when we have more sessions in the future. I'm going to be back here tomorrow with another stock market update. If you like the analysis, if you took some of those WTF trades and had some nice wins, please post in the comments. And uh, other than that, we'll be here tomorrow. Till then, happy trading, everybody.